Welcome, everybody. It's next week tonight. I'm your host, Joshua, uh, here with Fusion Fantasy Football. This is a show that keeps you a full week ahead of the competition. So when I say next next week, this is the week eight show. I know we just had week seven next uh, Thursday Night Football. We just had big breaking news, just had it. And so that's kind of why I'm just doing it live. I mean, I record live anyway in one take, then I split it up into the podcast and the video gets uh, published later. But I figured, whatever, we're just going to do it all right now. So... You can watch it live or you can catch it later, which you were just going to do anyway. So let's just do it live. All right. So um, what I usually do is I go through a quick recap and then I backtrack and go into detail. That way, if someone just wants to hit it really quick, either in the podcast version or just the beginning of the show, they can get what they want out of it. They can see the presentation. They can see the moves. There it is. Um, but this is a special case, so just bear with me. We're going to run through it, and then we're going to go. One of the first things on my uh, whole slides and everything already was the whole Christian McCaffrey thing, so we're just going to jump right into that right away. Okay, so, um, yeah, here we go. We're just going to, hey, guys, guess what? It's welcome to next week tonight. Okay, so here we go. We're going to (laughs) go. Week eight ads. So, yeah, if Christian McCaffrey's traded, you should pick up Deontay Foreman. So you should go do that right now, basically. Just go do it right now while you're listening. I'll keep going in the background. Uh, in the meantime, go do that. Chiba uh, Hubbard is around. So, yes, it's probably not going to be anywhere near as heavy a workload for Foreman as it was Christian McCaffrey. But just so you know, if you're in a deeper league, Chuba Foreman, uh, Chuba Hubbard is there, but he's behind Foreman on the depth chart. That's all. Hunter Henry in tight end for the Patriots. Fortunately, I didn't dig into enough uh, ads last week. He should have been on the list, but he was a drop before, and I said, until we are ready to add him, now it's time he's back. Tight end Noah Fant. It's coming around, guys, and the talent's taking over. Tyquan Thornton, same thing. He's back finally healthy and getting involved quickly. Trades. Big trades if you're a contender, guys. Go after Deck Henry. Like, if you need a running back, you can pay up for somebody who's going to be a difference maker. Okay? Ezekiel Elliott. He's probably still being a little undervalued. Great. It's looking good for him going forward. Jimmy Garoppolo in super flex leagues. Great quarterback, too. And um, great schedule. So, also, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, the Bengals, that whole offense, the passing game specifically is coming together. Rashad Bateman, same thing. Go get him. Darnell Mooney, everything we'd want to see metrics-wise is there. Just not the volume. Hunter Henry um, in Dynasty, now would also be a good time to go get him. And George Kittle, if you're a contender, you're looking for something big, he's looking uh, pretty well as well. Here, here it is, guys. I this was this was already made. This slide I have not touched since. No, that's not true. I touched. I added the San Francisco, but I had already put him on here before the trade. Um, you can you can trade him high. You can sell him high. Brian Robinson. You can also sell him high. 
week eight buys. You just got the Chiefs and the Chargers, so it's a little bit of a rest from these week six and seven that were pretty rough. Um, but th- there's some good players there, so you got to be looking out. So I've, I'm looking particular for quarterbacks and tight ends this week with Everett um, and, of course, Kelsey. So week eight quarterback streamers, you got Davis Mills. Uh, he's on for seven two. Hopefully he'll he'll do well for you. Um, great matchup, Jared Goff. I think I was in the middle of updating this uh, when the news came in, but he he's like the fifth best matchup for the week. Um, McKissick against the, the Colts it looks like the kind of kind of game kind of set up where um, it, it could be well for that kind of back. Um, same thing for Hilliard. Nico Collins for wide receivers as a streamer. Houston against Tennessee. Uh, a lot of good things. Already been telling you to get him. Olamide Zacchaeus, Atlanta versus Carolina. A lot of really good, solid usage these last uh, couple of weeks. Tight ends. We got Daniel Bellinger. Already should have added him, guys. I've been telling you already. But you can actually start him in week eight. Giants against Seattle, and then Irv Smith, Minnesota against Arizona. A great matchup, and Minnesota is in on a bye week seven, so Irv Smith might be dropped, so take a look for him. And we're going to stick with the Colts, as which is a widely available, but a decent defense is going to have a chance of getting you some points. So that was it, guys. That's the uh, five-minute blitz. Um, a little extra time in there because of uh, introduction. But there it is, guys. So you on the podcast, check out the next one for the full. You on the video, we're going to keep going. Let's dig in. Chris McCaffrey, we're going to jump. I told you we're going to jump ahead and we're going to do it. Okay, so he's going to San Francisco. Okay, so what does that mean? Um, first of all, I was already going to go in a whole like discussion, and I'll do a little bit of it, a whole talk about how we judge opportunity for fantasy football and how we think of uh, a situation being good for a player and and maybe it's not. Uh, This came up this past week uh, in a couple ways. Um, We're talking about how, you know, the classic discussion of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and if we all, uh, we all, all, myself included, myself included for a specific reason, we'll get to that, but we all thought that Kansas City was a good landing spot right even uh and, and i dug into that again this off season and i specifically talked about how um look the giants i mean the jets are not a bad landing spot and houston i was saying before i did a whole podcast on houston um not being a bad landing spot for a running back and i was looked at the example of Najee harris uh the steelers were not a great offense supposedly for running back. If you were going to use the same arguments that people were saying Houston wasn't. And yet Najee was like running back three that year. So my point is we have to dig into it more than just the surface appearance appearance of the offense and their NFL production and how good they are for the NFL. There's a little bit more to it when it comes to, Fantasy points and production, opportunity. There's more to it. Um, I'm not sure Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to get a better 
um, a better workload in San Francisco than he was already getting. Over the last three weeks, Christian McCaffrey uh, it was barely second to Austin Eckler in weighted opportunities, 43, 44 for Eckler. Um, 46%, 36% uh, weighted opportunity team share. Um, nearly a 30% target share. And that's where a lot of that high-value weighted opportunities comes from because a target is a full-weighted opportunity. And I just don't know he's going to get this kind of work. I don't know if it's possible for him to get that kind of work, especially the receiving side of it in in San Francisco. Now, maybe he gets more touchdowns. That makes up for it. Maybe he gets better rushing production. That makes up for it. Um, I just don't see it being better, okay? And the reason I brought up, like, we we thought, we thought that that was a great spot for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in Kansas City, right? Well, when we once we dug into it and we we saw how it developed, we realized, oh wait, Mahomes is such a good quarterback. He, he's just going to always be throwing it. You know why would why in the world w- would you be handing it off to a running back? So Clyde had to be good. He had to be good in the receiving game, and we've seen a little bit more of that from him this year. But he had to be like. Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, good. He had to be a receiver, Kamara, good, to to be something in that offense. Otherwise, he's just going to throw to receivers, real receivers, who are better. Um, I don't know. If, am I blinking for you guys? Uh, anyway, so point is, I don't think he's going to be better. So if you can sell hope, sell the 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 height of him being traded this is even better people are excited if you can sell him now even higher than he was going before and i was going to say sell him high on just the the chance of that opportunity now it's actually happened because what could have happened is he could have gone somewhere that wasn't great and then his value could have actually gone down the potential could have actually peaked now he's got potential on a good sounding team so you can sell them even higher um it's not for everyone this is a nuanced thing here if you are on a team if you have a team and he's doing good for you and you have a good team and you're winning and you just need him to keep getting you points and you have a chance of winning the championship then just do that okay but if you're a dynasty that's not contending you should sell you need to sell this is the perfect time to sell. If you are on a redraft and your team is struggling and you have multiple holes, right? Sell him for multiple starters. Replace him with a little bit less productive running back and add a whole new starting wide receiver. You know, overhaul. Use this opportunity to overhaul your your whole entire roster to give your season a new chance. Because if you it, if you're already losing, that means you were already losing with what McCaffrey was already doing. How is that going to improve? It's not going to. You need to take a chance. You need to improve and change your roster. Okay? So use this opportunity to revitalize your whole entire lineup and give yourself a chance. Um, and it might not work, but like at least it's something different than what you were doing. You got to change what you were doing if you were not winning. Okay? That's what 
was my overall point about Christian McCaffrey even before I knew where was, look, it's not necessarily going to be better. Um, we have to look at the surrounding pieces. There's far better weapons in, in San Francisco. So is he going to get that hyper usage that he was getting in Carolina? Um, that If he does, that means you know Debo's taking a step back. Uh, Kittle... Is Kittle's going to be blocking more? I had Kittle. You'll see him. I have him on here. Maybe he's not as good anymore. Um, but you can say, okay, but Josh, the whole offense is going to get better. It's better for everyone. Okay, that may very well be. But it's still opportunities. Um, and it, maybe it's better value, uh, better... Um, yeah, higher value opportunities for Christian McCaffrey, even if he doesn't have the same volume. But either way, I still worry about it. It's, and I, again, it's just not going to be better. It might be different. Maybe he's get less volume, more production. That's fine. It's just going to balance out. It's just going to be the same. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, I am going to actually go back to you know, the real presentation here. Dr. Foreman, again, yes, go ahead and get him. Chuba Hubbard. Is the other guy, if if you're in a deeper league, he might be out there. Tight end, Hunter Henry. He's back, 20% target share, 90% snaps. Um, I don't think this is just a, I don't think this is just Zappy, Bailey Zappy. Um, he was getting some targets and stuff from Mac. And even if even if it was, you know, when Mac gets back, he sh- he should have been watching. He should be seeing that he's being productive. Uh, Hunter Henry should have had two touchdowns in that game last week. I mean, he he literally should have had two touchdowns that he was robbed. That first one, he was pushed out the back of the end zone. The replay clearly showed it. He was pushed out the back, came back in quickly. Um, if, if they're saying he didn't come back in quickly enough, well, that's because he got shoved out of bounds, which should at least be a defensive holding, okay? So either they didn't call the penalty they should have, or they called the wrong penalty, which was he went out of bounds on his... No, he was pushed. Came back in, established like three or four steps, caught the ball, should have been touchdown. They called a back penalty. So anyway, it, hopefully he slipped through the cracks at least because it wasn't that big a game, but it was still a big enough game. I know he got attention. Um, this is one that's maybe not going to get attention, but you need to pay attention to it. So Noah Fant. We know he's a talented player, but he's new on the team. Okay, this this happened last year with Everett. I remember, I remember predicting the whole thing, saying, "Okay, uh, stash him early on. He's going to need a few weeks." Okay, this is exactly where we are at with Noah Fant. He's taking over more snaps, more target share. He's up over twenty percent target share the last two weeks. More route participation, more work in the slot. Um, and like I said, over uh, 60% snaps now. Um, guys, I have bullet points on here, and I try to tell, to speak my notes to you. But there's so much stuff I have in my notes sometimes, especially when it comes to the numbers that just aren't great on a podcast or on a show. And if you go, make sure you go read the notes for this show on FusionFFB.com. Because I'm telling you guys, it it I have more stats and, and other proofs. So if, if you if I ever have a, a take and you guys are like, I don't know about that, go look for the notes. I bet I have more information that can help convince you. 
um, in in the notes. And oh, and also he has an incredible four weeks ahead of him, where he's pacing the twelfth, tenth, second, and seventh best tight end defenses matchups. Um, I've rebuilt my whole uh, you know rest of season ranks and everything. Did it a few different ways, so I can. I already had a whole schedule, um, a whole whole schedule spreadsheet because of course I did uh, spreadsheet. Where and I've, I've tweeted some of them with those matchups and stuff. I just showed you my blended one this week, and that's what I'm using again. And now I can actually look up you know rest of season for an entire team at all the positions, or I can go and I can look at a position and I can look at all the teams and I can even average out um, any specific range. I just want to look at the next four weeks or the rest of season. So I'm looking at rest of season and for tight ends, um, Seattle isn't, isn't the best, but uh, it's, it's pretty good over the next four weeks. Like I said, after that, it's, it's rough the end of the season. But here in the middle of the season, through the rest of the bye weeks and stuff, you need a tight end to get you there. We'll figure that out when we get there. But for now, Fant has a fantastic option to just smash over the next four weeks. So look out. Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver for the Patriots. Rookie, explosive, uh, came right in and immediately got involved. He even They had him do an end around, running for a touchdown. So um, he, again... I did not do and dig into ads last week nearly enough. I just was focusing on streaming um, because week seven, as we all know, is so bad right now. So hopefully you have some of those options um, that I talked about. And we'll recap those if you if you could still need some options. Uh, it's We're next week tonight, but that's okay. We'll, we'll still help you out for this week um, just by referencing last week. But I should add Thornton on here already. He should have been an ad already. I apologize. Um, okay, we're going to move on here. Derek Henry. So trades for players, especially if you're a contender. Derek Henry is going to be worth every cent if you need a real impact player in your lineup. You have some extra players on your bench. Pair them up with one of your starters. Give somebody else two starters for one Derrick Henry. At the end of the day, net points in your lineup, he's worth it. Okay, that's my point. Um, easiest rest of season schedule for running backs. Ezekiel Elliott playing pretty well. And I mean, the numbers aren't there to say Pollard is really that much better. I'm sorry. I've been a fan of Pollard in the, fat, in the past, but going into the season even, you know, I was just kind of, I was a little taken aback and, and, and frustrated. It was like, okay, now we're we're suddenly going to have like Pollard. We, he should have been doing this a year or two ago. He should have been being used like this a year or two ago. He's already 26. He, he's old. He's an old running back. This isn't a takeover. This is this is the extension of a committee. Um, but Elliott has been playing better. He had a very good game last week. Pretty good game. Good game for him compared to what he'd been doing. Good schedule coming up. Dak is back this week, I think. So that whole offense is on the right. Gallup was already back in. Schultz, a um, little bit questionable this week, but hopefully next week we'll be back into it. So 
this whole offense is on the rise and that actually is that is a case where that's definitely going to help just rise the tide of everyone including the lead running back when you're trying to run out games and everything else so if they can actually finally have leads that would be nice um what would i give for ezekiel well there's probably a lot of running backs out there that you can trade for him i don't know if i would give up in redraft a damian pierce it's really close that's someone who's also getting that kind of work but not much competition but if you could trade a combination of players that were a little below that if you could trade like a hunt and a Dylan, you know, for Zeke, that kind of move, double up on guys. Um, or singular players, I would be willing to trade for Elliott. Let's let's go with a different position, though, because it's hard to trade like running back from running back, but at, at a different position, wide receiver. So let's just say um, you've got someone like, I mean, Christian Kirk, the, the name isn't good enough, even if his points are there. But you could look at a player like, and it depends on the team who has them. If if that team needs wide receivers and they have Zeke, if they need running backs, you could trade a multiple of running backs, like I said. But you have players like Olave tonight, uh, nice young wide receiver that's putting up points. Um, I, I didn't come prepared with a lot of other names for wide receivers. I just kind of thought of that right now. But uh, maybe we can come back to it. But you see what I'm trying to say. Trade him for some other wide receiver or running back two kind of area. And I think Zeke is going to give you at least that, if not better. Jimmy Garoppolo, if you're in a super flex, Jimmy G has one of the best um, upcoming schedules for quarterbacks. Now, I I hadn't had a chance much to think how, how Christian McCaffrey might change this. And ultimately, I don't think it changes a thing. Ultimately, either the offense as a whole is doing better, which it's even better for him. But I don't think, I don't think he's taking. I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to be rushing the ball and taking possible pass attempts away from Garoppolo. Why? Because Garoppolo can just pass the ball to Christian McCaffrey, um, or for every time McCaffrey takes a target by rushing, he's going to be receiving a target. So and doing something with it. So I, you know, no, it's, it's, he's fine. He's going to be a high end quarterback to the rest of the season. Um, and this schedule really is good. Like the rest of season really is. Um, I got to show you guys this thing. This is cool. Um, I could actually pull up entire, but I, I got to move it over here and do all this stuff to get it ready to show you. Um, Let's add this screen. There it is. Share. So you guys can see. I can type in any any team up here. And it'll pull it up. You can see the quarterback schedule. 11th average. And that's only with one week eight bad matchup against the Rams, okay? And then he's a buy after that. That's when you want to try and trade for him. Do you get it? Because he has a bad matchup, he might do poorly in that game, and then they have the bye week. All right? 
that's when you go after him. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I don't even know if he's going to play this week. They played the Chiefs. But, I mean, that's a really quick turnaround. I don't even know that they're going to be able to have him integrated. Um, wow. And it's the Chiefs, though. So you know they want to. You know they want to. That'd be really interesting. I think the, I think they will. I think they'll have him in there. Even if it's just simple, um, less volume than he normally, less snaps he normally will have. And they're really going to want him for that 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 Rams game. You know it. You know it. Um, so yeah. So yeah, and I can do this for any any team. We can um, let's look up let's look up Baltimore because I want to show you something. Um, whoops, huh? looking at the wrong mouse. I want to see you to see something here. See Baltimore and see this wide receiver again. Eleventh. That's good when it comes to an average for the rank. Um, so let's just go back to here. You can see what I was talking about there. Um, I want you to go get, okay. We're going to go to Cincinnati. Look at this passing game. Um, yeah, ninth. I think I had ninth as quarterback, but it's, it's not. It's 13th, but wide receiver that that is an incredible schedule for wide receiver Higgins is 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 working his way back healthy I'm not sure about this week we'll see um but they they've got Chase he's coming along finally had a good game so this passing game is is clicking into gear and that's why I'm saying go ahead and just go get any of those guys Burrow I didn't even list Chase because I mean I, he's pretty an unattainable probably but you know you never know uh, Rashad Bateman, this, that's why I pulled up Baltimore. I forgot I had Cincinnati first, but Bateman, the Ravens need him back as a whole. They just look better with him. Um, also 11th, great rat, uh, matchups rest of the season. Um, he's been hurt. You probably could have bought him for cheaper a couple weeks ago when he was farther away from returning, but he's still a week or two away from returning and teams might be desperate enough. You never know. Darnell Mooney, like all the metrics you could want. Again, guys, my notes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna find this one and read it though, because there's so much. So yards per team pass attempt, uh, yards per team weighted opportunity, which is very similar. Uh, target share is high. Air yards are high. Um, fantasy command, my overall metric for. Um, to basically judge opportunity and confidence in production. They're all high. He should be doing even better than he is, but he's on the Bears. And their volume is too low for it to add up to much. But it can't really get any worse, is my point. So go ahead and get Mooney, especially in Dynasty. This is your chance to get him. I mean, maybe... The, it's just maybe Justin Fields just isn't the guy they replace him. I don't know. Maybe he gets it together and let the rest of this season. I don't know, but I do know that Mooney is doing well with what he's getting. And so that's worth a shot. Hunter Henry in Dynasty, you can go get him. Um, and then George Kittle. Again, if you really need that high impact tight end, he would be the guy I'm going after. People still are worried about him with health injuries 
But he's back, he's looking good, and he's got a great schedule. Again, how this affects him with Christian McCaffrey, I didn't know about when I put him on the list. But I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. Um, maybe he's on a bad team and they need to, or they want to try and mix things up. You never know, whatever. So we already talked about Christian McCaffrey. Ryan Robinson. It is a fantastic story. Great story. Sounds like a fantastic guy. But he's just a guy when it comes to being an NFL running back. And I thought about thought this about his profile all along, so maybe this is just, you know, I'm just confirmation bias. I don't know, but I don't see anything special. G- Gibson is a better player. He is. Uh, I think they saw that, finally. They might be starting to see that. I was saying it from the offseason. I was saying, look, McKissick can catch it, you know, and run. Uh, and Brian Robinson can have a, a strong run and, and break a few tackles. You know, he can do that. Gibson can do both. He can do both. Neither one of the other guys is the entire package. Gibson is both. Antonio Gibson is both. I should add Gibson as a buy low, really, at, at this point. Um, I just don't know that it's ever going to be good enough to be worth anything. But I'm just saying Robinson's going to still be there and still be used. And uh, Gibson is, sorry. Gibson's going to still be there, still be used. Ms. Kizik's still being used. The, the ceiling is not there for Brian Robinson. Sell him while there's still that. Hey, sell hope by fear. Sell hope. Okay, now is the time to sell hope. Um, okay, so week eight buys not too bad. Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers. So we're looking at Holmes and Herbert, quarterback, CH, Eckler, running back. Um, a few decent wide receivers, but pretty much Williams and Keenan's been out. And then tight ends, Kelsey and Everett, pretty valuable top 12 Guys, two top 12 guys out, okay? So at least two teams in your league probably are out of starters. So let's see what we can do to help you out with that. Davis Mills, um, fantastic matchup in week seven this week. In week eight, almost as good playing the Tennessee Titans. Um, You'll know how he does this week. And if he's good for you, you can just keep him and keep riding him. Because he has a pretty decent schedule coming up here. Let's pull that up. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty good little quarterback schedule. It just just these last couple weeks, these next couple weeks, seven and eight. Then it gets bad again. So pick him up, play him, chop him. That's how it works. Jared Goff, a um, little rough stretch here. It's possible he's available. So if you need somebody else... Detroit versus Miami. Pretty good matchup. Um, McKissick, I told you, he's still getting used. And in a game against um, the Colts, could be the kind of game he'd be used. And Tennessee, Houston, look, if Houston does what I think he's going to do against Tennessee, Tennessee's going to need to keep up. And so I know I know Derrick Henry's going to get his. Don't worry. And he's been getting targets, too. 
Hilliard can get some as well. There's going to be some there for him. Um, week eight, these are two guys I actually really like these these two. Nico actually, again, continuation, stacking him up week seven with uh, with Davis Mills. Again, if, if it works out, if it's looking good, keep doing it. Olamide Zacchaeus, a lot of really good numbers the last few weeks, the last three weeks. Um, almost 10 points per game, 17% target share, and a, and a very high yards per team pass at 2.6. Basically, he's getting what you would have hoped Pitts was going to get, right? Um, but he, I mean, do they have a wide receiver, one actual wide receiver? One, I guess it's Zacchaeus. Uh, and he's actually been doing pretty well. So if you need somebody, he's at least going to be getting the opportunity. What more can you hope for in a bye week fill-in? Um, tight end streamers for week eight. Daniel Bellinger, I've been telling you guys to add him for a while now. And you just start any and all tight ends against Seattle. Uh, I think we're pretty sure we're doing that in week seven. We'll see when we do a recap here. Um, and Irv Smith might be available, especially since Minnesota is on a week seven bye, so he might be out there. Arizona is the number two tight end matchup. So we got the number one and number two matchups. Too easy, guys. Uh, yeah, so I I don't have anything against Irv Smith. He's a decent player, and he can be good in the right, right place, right situation. Um, I think he got a little bit overhyped in the past, was not as good as some people wanted him to be, but he still can do something. So he's worth a streamer when you need it. Okay, and then Colts defense, you can just keep riding them through to Washington, who seems to give up sacks and sometimes interceptions. Whew. Okay, I'm going to take a quick drink, guys. Um, week seven, this was last week's episode. We're going to run through some of these slides and get to the streamers in case you still need somebody. But as far as who should be picking up. Oh, yeah, I didn't do pickups. Week 7% Cleveland at Baltimore. And as I said, Mills is here playing the Raiders, giving up a great, ma great matchup. Great matchup. All right. Um, running back DJ Dallas, Seattle at Chargers. And then Rex Burkhead. Houston playing the Raiders again. So we're, we're stacking up these Houston guys. Still, here we go again. Wide receivers, week seven streamers, Nico Collins, Houston at Las Vegas. Um, bet the over on this game, whatever that means, right? No, I know what it means. All right, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland versus Baltimore. This is also stacked with Brissett from uh, Jacoby Brissett, the quarterback streamers earlier. So I got you some stacks um, Hayden Hurst, man, he's so widely owned. I feel bad even that I had him on here now. I looked into it some more this week at least. He did not get dropped at all. Of course, once he, once he had a good game. So I, I I can't use Hayden Hurst anymore, I guess, in streamers. Sorry, guys. Uh, Moali Cox would be, and it could be Jelani Woods as well. Um, Tennessee, Indianapolis at Tennessee. 
And uh, a couple different, of course, we had the, the Colts again, but also Green Bay was out there some places also playing Washington. That's funny because we're targeting Washington in week eight with the Indianapolis Colts instead. Uh, and they're there, all, all there. All right, so week six. Um, quick recap. I do two weeks we recap because I get to actually see how the streamers did. And honestly, I got interrupted in my production, in my pre show production so i'm not sure i have all the points i wanted for action i realize it um for the streamers i'm off to pull something up here as we go but these were the ads and i just want to point out guys I keep trying to tell you guys please just watch the show like just wander robinson i said bring him in and you can start him in week six if he's available, I had Richie James on the sheet, but I said, if Wandale's in, start Wandale over Richie James. Came in, got the work, got a touchdown. I think it was at least 12 points, PPR. Good outing. Van Jefferson, you got to pick him up, guys. You still can. Uh, Skowarnik had a great game last week. Allen Robinson finally had a touchdown, but he's not doing anything either. It's Van Jefferson's job when he comes back. That wide receiver two job. It's probably going to be Van Jefferson's when he gets back. You can pick him up for free. Now, Daniel Bellinger. Told you about him weeks ago. Even before week six. I think week four is when he first shows up. Okay. All right. Jacoby Myers again. I don't know why he was on available, but he was. He was. Um, these were guys you could drop. The Rondale thing. I like Rondale. I clarified on the show. It was just as like a baseline of who I'd be willing to get rid of. And I would be willing to drop Rondale for Wandale. That was the point of having him on this list. Trade for Goddard. And that week he had a great week. Weeks, the next week, not so much. Because remember, this came out, this was week six, so it came out before week five. Yeah, Goddard had a great week five, not a great week six. I still think he's going to be fine. Uh, Drake London. Same thing, all those reasons. Uh, again, Dubs, he he hasn't had a big, big game. He had that one big one. That was the time to sell him super high. Um, I know that this worked because I started Daniel Jones in week six in multiple places. It worked out. I'd have to look at the exact points, but I was happy with it as a streamer. Okay, Eno Benjamin actually didn't have a great week six, but if you had him from this week and the previous week when I had told you to have him, You'd have him for this Thursday night where he just put up like, I don't know, 20 points or something. Very good outing. Um, you know what? I probably should have had, and it, it's cheating, but keep an eye out for Keontae Ingram. I know Connor's probably going to be back, but so this is a deep league in dynasties. Go double check. Keontae Ingram didn't get dropped, especially those dynasty leagues. Okay. See, that's why you got to watch the whole show. Sometimes you get these little extras in here, okay? KJ Osborne, right? These were guys. I don't think any of these worked out. Richie James worked out because it wasn't Richie James. It was replace with, says it right there, replace with Wandale if back. So that one worked. Um, these guys didn't work out. They just didn't. The Patriots shut down the Browns. And it wasn't Disley. It was Fant, which I should have saw coming. But now we're... That's corrected. Remember, pick up Fant. That's going to be corrected. Disley, that was nice. You were getting those touchdowns early, but 
Fant's taking that job over. Um, and the Bengals, uh, this was not good. Sorry, guys. I was watching this game, I had and I had the Bengals in. It was just like the Saints got all those turnovers and were scoring points, and oh, it was it was not fun. Could not believe it. All right, um, guys, forty minutes live show. What more do we want? We got comments. I forgot to look for comments on the live show. Um, he's saying Roger Craig over hundred scrimmage yards every game versus NFC West. This year, he did it with the Panthers. Yeah, because he was getting so much work. Yeah. I hope he's going to be better. That's all I'm saying, guys. I don't know if he's going to be better. And and again, that gets in that conversation, which we're going to have again in the offseason about um, what's a good landing spot, what's not. And we need to rethink how we're doing that. And where I'm looking at it and where I'm coming from right now, it's it's more of a focus on um, talent and uh, talent relative opportunity is how I would say it. And it's not just the talent of the of the player coming in who's landing there. It's also the surrounding talent of the team. And what's the priority? And so where does Christian McCaffrey fit in on this more talented team? I don't know. I really don't know. Is he going to be the fourth option, go-to option, or is he going to jump into being the second go-to option? Because he was the number one option with the Panthers, and that's the point. It's hard to beat that. Efficiency, production, touchdowns can make up for it, but he's going to have to be at the top of the priority and the share uh, list and have the increased touchdowns efficiency to actually be better. That's the point. All right, guys, make sure you check out the podcast is off that out there. The podcast is out there. You've seen the video, obviously, and uh, website fusionffb.com. That's where I export my notes into a article. It's just, it's literally just a note stump. So, but there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, and if you want to peruse it, it, it systematically says what the takes are, what kind of take, what the context is, dynasty, redraft, super flex, so on. So go check that out. Thanks guys for coming and watching. Um, I know we had at least one person around here who left, left a comment, but um, otherwise you're just watching this show like you normally would on Friday morning, afternoon, lunchtime, whatever. Appreciate it, guys. Um, please, I know, I know this is your, your, your secret weapon, but spread the word. Um, it is a little bit frustrating to, to, to be putting in this work and, and seeing the fruit, seeing the results, seeing the guys, guys, you know, I, I listened like JJ Zacharyson's, um, uh, 15 transactions and then even he has the other show the trends and the sleepers guys like on his sleeper show this just yesterday i was listening or today he's talking about all the daniel bellinger kate otten like he's talking about our guys and i'm not saying he's stealing it absolutely not because the whole point of what i'm doing here is to predict what 
those guys will be saying next week. So this is now next week, and I'm hearing him talk about it. I did my job. I bet he would come up with the same thing if he was trying to do what I'm doing, but he's not. I'm doing this, again, we've said before, this is 90% effort that I'm just doing it. No one else is. There are some other shows who who try to get ahead on waivers and stuff, but I'm saying as far as really looking a full week ahead across everything, um, as far ahead as we are, as early as I am, it's pretty unique. And so I think people can really profit can benefit from the show so please give it a like give it a share follow me on twitter at fusion ffb when the tweet with the show comes out give it a retweet make a comment tell me how dumb i was to to play the bengals last week you know what whatever but try help me out guys i would appreciate it um if you've made it this far in the show you kind of have to right come on all right I'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining me. Have a great night. See you.